Everybody, welcome to the Jesse James Average Idiot Show, the Kentucky, America's only AI-powered podcast. True. That's true. We're the only AI-powered podcast in America. And we're taking a knee for Christ the King. We're hustling. We're grinding every single day. We don't give up. We keep chasing our dreams. Now, we might fall down, but that's part of the story. That's part of your story. It's part of our story. It's part of all of our stories. And we're just... We make the difference. Small businesses in America today tend to have the tendency to not succeed. Why? I can't tell you why, but I can tell you why maybe the perceptions of America today is when they fall, they get terrified. They are afraid that if they, they're going into a crowded market, they're afraid that they're not going to be able to make money. They're afraid that this, they're afraid of that. They're terrified because they have family. They have a job. And those are all good, honorable, valuable things. Things I have. But you have to take a step in America. You have to take a step if you want to build a business. And that's what we're all about. I, my story, if you follow, you can see the mistakes I've made. And we're on this journey now. And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking to the juggernaut. He's got a huge YouTube channel. Links will be down in the description below. You know who he is already. He has had a similar walk in business and journey like me. I call him the uh, long care Joe Rogan. He's helping people. He's helped me. He's helped tons of people. And I'm very grateful for his time. He's got a lot of news. So with that, we're going to bring in Kevin from the long care juggernaut and the boring channel. Kevin, how you doing, bud? Up, sir. So what uh, what's going on right now? I'm uh, currently on the road doing a lot of driving at the moment. And this is connected to the video that you just took a guy's mower. Tell everybody that you just stole a, a guy's mower in the projects and then he tried to beat you up. Is that, <laughs> is that what happened? Chase me down with a gun. No. Don't start spreading rumors like that. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> So I was in Louisville, Kentucky for the GIE, and I wanted to do a collab video with Spencer from SB Mowing and Beck from Beck the Beast. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, we had some equipment. I went and bought some weed eaters and blowers and stuff so we could cut this video. And then we show up to this crazy yard. But the problem is we didn't have a mower. So I'm like, dang it. You know, because we were thinking – well, we can just find something that we can use a weed eater cut. Well, we found the perfect one, but we needed a mower. And it just happened to be that there was a guy across the street who was mowing a lawn. So just another lawn guy out there grinding. He had his buddy with him. And uh, so I walked into the backyard at the job he was working on. And, yeah, uh, I thought I was going to get beat down for a minute, which makes sense because later I found out that he's actually a Golden Gloves Former, former Golden Gloves champion. That's beautiful. Cool. That's beautiful. So, so you were what you were at the, going to the GIE. Why were you in Kentucky? You are from Oklahoma. So what's yeah, this? It's a long care event. The GIE. You go there right. once a year. Uh, it's like a big party. It's the place to go if you're in long care. And uh, just enjoy the environment. Get to see guys and uh, camaraderie and talk with people. It's a fun thing to do. For me, it was a business trip as well, because I'm trying to talk with companies, get some sponsorships. Um, having the experience I have with sponsors now, I don't know if sponsorships are for me in the future, just because of handcuff type stuff. But um, one of the cool things is 
that I actually got a sponsorship with Hustler last year. And part of the deal was that I get four mowers to give away to either random viewers or random people that I feel are qualified. And, you know, people are like, hey, how do I enter to win? I don't really know yet. Uh, it's just, I live my whole life this way. I just kind of, I'm almost fly by the seat of my pants in a structured way. So I let the Lord kind of guide me yeah. uh, to certain projects, to certain things. But, you know, it, it really just comes down to um, the first two people I gave mowers to. It just kind of fell into place the way that they were supposed to. So that yeah. one we were going and we were in Kentucky doing the collab video. I go talk to this guy. I, I convince him to let me use his mower. I know he's a busy long guy. So I slipped a couple hundred bucks, gave it to him. Yeah. Said, hey, man. No, you're busy. I know you got a lot of lawns. Here's a couple hundred bucks. I'll have it for like 20 minutes and I'll give it right back. And uh, you're more than welcome to stand over and watch me. I know it's your baby. And because I've been there, I know I know what that's like. And it was really weird too, cutting a lawn um, and not worrying about her. And well, let's see, wording this right. I was cutting a lawn, trying not to damage the mower which is something I'm not used to on my channel anymore because I'll intentionally cut the craziest stuff not caring if I hit something because who cares? If right. I hit something, I get to see what the mower can actually handle. I'm really surprised that of all the things I've gone through hitting stuff that I haven't destroyed something. So I keep trying to push the limits. Now, I'm not saying that hasn't happened in my business. I've destroyed <laughs> spindles and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, we'll get it to that. Crazy stuff here. So anyways, I'm using this guy's mower. It's probably 10, 15-year-old skag, and it's just sounding rough. The engine's cutting out real bad while I'm mowing. Um, you know, the spindles are just growling. You know that, that yeah. hollow whistle the spindles have when they're going out? And uh, so I knew that was going to be the guy, man. I was like, I'm going to commit to giving this guy a mower, which now I'm like, man, I committed giving a dude a mower and it's actually happy so a year cool. but you did that in a year in advance that's what's like crazy like he probably thought you were just some wacko nut job yeah um so it's really weird to try to convince somebody that you're honestly going to get them a mower because that's a big deal man like imagine where you're at in your business if somebody said hey i'm going to give you a nine thousand dollar brand new commercial mower that's going to help you, you know, make your income, grow your business. You'd think they were straight up lying. This guy thought I was hardcore lying to him. I'm like, no, seriously. Um, so that video is actually on SP, uh, SP Mowing on YouTube. So yeah. you can see it if you want to. I got the link for it. I'll drop it. If I remember, I'm going to try to, yeah, I just wrote myself a little note. I'm going to, uh, Mark it down, and I'll put a link in the bottom of it, which it is a good video. That dude, uh, I don't, I've never really seen a lot of his content prior. Um, I didn't know him until I watched you. I've subbed to, subbed to his channel. He, he's got some, he's got some videos that popped. <laughs> he's got some videos that popped. Dude, he popped so fast. Like, so, um, how I met him is that he had a video just explode. His channel took off. He got like 60,000 subs in his first month. What? So I called him. I called him right before the GIE, and I'm like, hey, man, I know you don't know me. I left a voicemail because it was Google. You know, I mean, 
a lot of these guys are smart and they don't have their actual phone number it goes to google or something so he knew i haven't fixed that yet yeah uh, yeah i'm dumb like that too that's brilliant yeah i haven't done that yet so i get random calls sometimes um which i was just talking to rachel and said hey i think i'm gonna get a private phone number and and uh you know that way i've got a social media phone and then a phone that i actually answer the phone calls on because i'm starting to get some really weird calls yeah anyways moving um that's gonna happen dude we're at uh 1.5 million followers collectively on social media. Anyway, so I, I reached out to SB Suspenser. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I saw your channel took off. Just wanted to congratulate you. I think it's awesome. I'm going to the GIE. If you'd like to, I'm rolling through Wichita. I know you're up in that area. And, uh, you know, I can pick you up and we'll just road trip there. I said, you know, you don't have to worry about a place to stay. I got an Airbnb, you can hang out there. And it ended up working. He called me back. It's funny, I was just talking to him the other day. He's like, dude, I thought you were like a celebrity. I'm like, no. He's like, well, I don't look at you like that now. He's like, you're just another guy cutting grass, but that's how I felt. I'm like, man, it's just weird to hear people say that type of dude, stuff. Dude, I, I know. Like, when I first went to the GIE, because we're going to go right back to your story, but whenever I first went to the GIE, I only had a, you know, a very few, it was my first year starting a business and I intentionally started my business and started my YouTube at the same time. So I was kind of wanting to do both of them at the same time. And we're going to get a lot into that later on, not mine, but yours. But whenever I seen some of these guys, cause I was watching, I was consuming their content nonstop, it, you know, but whenever I had, it just, you don't really want to meet some of these guys. Sometimes you're, you're a little bit different. But, like, sometimes you don't want to meet, meet people. Some of these guys that call themselves influencers, I get aggravated. I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody, but it goes to their head. I've noticed that has, nothing's went to your head. It's been easy to get get in touch with you every time I've ever tried. I will say my head felt pretty inflated well, after the GIE. Well, how would it not? Because how would it – you got people coming up to you telling, you know, I can't. I came, I came home and popped that balloon. I was like, you need to calm down, Kevin. Right. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to let stuff go to my head. That's not how I want to be. I just want to have fun. I want to enjoy my life and, you know, live a, a good life and be a good father and a good husband. Right. And you know, along the way, like, if I can use my channel and the success it's happened, having to help other people along the way, that's, that's cool to me. I mean, that's how I started. So... You know, like um, Greg Chisholm, you know, I watched his channel. I thought it was really cool that, you know, he gave business tips and everything, just freely gave information to help people out. And it's almost like, um, you know, he passed the torch on to, like, me. So, you know. Yeah. No, he legit did because he was gone forever. And then all of a sudden, which I knew you at the time, but a lot of other people didn't really know who you was. And then all of a sudden. Well, here he I don't mean just pass it on to me. I mean, he passed it on to everybody, but what I mean is... He came out of retirement somewhat and met you in a random baseball field one day. You know? And then he fully came out of retirement. But, like, he met you in a random baseball field. A guy, he he didn't really know you. But then, yeah. you know, it. I think the torch got... I, I'm seeing... Which I look back, and I, I see a turn... I see the, the... We're growing. The, the world today is a social media juggernaut if you will to play on words but the word like con content new media con if you don't have a podcast or if you don't you know 
you're almost left behind. If you if you're you know what I mean? It's funny because well, guys cutting grass. Go ahead. What I was trying to say there with passing the torch is that, you know, he was out to help any other person that was willing to listen. Yeah. And that's what made his channel so cool is he was just out to help other people. And then what's happened with my channel is I started that same way, that same spirit that he had got passed on through me and several other lawn channels, which probably a lot of them started that way, given information. And, you know, there's a lot of channels like that, but I, you know, I really took it to heart. I don't know why. I think it's because I struggled so much in the beginning of my business. I started with absolutely no money. So it was like a super painful, traumatic time in my life, which is, you know, something I don't really think about because I, it's almost like I black it out as I go, but um, it's, it's something now that I can use my channel to help others. And then the cool thing is like helping people in the videos so I can help just random, you know, homeowner, renter, just random person somewhere. And then I can also help, you know, a business owner with not only information, but now if I get more sponsorships, I can help them with equipment and stuff too. I can't help everybody, but you know, that's, that's one of those things. If I take a sponsorship, you better believe that there's something in it for my viewers, man. Right. Like, you know, I've heard a few of these other guys that are like, you know, we give away, you know, give mm. one, give one, which is really cool. I like that. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't see it with that, that attitude. But what I am saying is like, they're also saying, well, you know, it's really hard to get a mower. Yeah, I get it, man. Don't sell yourself short. You know, like, I turned down the offer four times before I got that. Hey, how you doing? I am doing good. <laughs> Where are you at, McDonald's? There you go. I'm paying the toll. Yes, man. Oh. See, guys, even celebrities have to pay tolls. That's just kind of the facts of life. Thank you. But no, it it is. Are you still talking to her? Uh, no, sir. Yeah, but it is important what you're doing, and I think it's truly a blessing. I think them struggles that you went through, because I know a lot of them struggles, because if I would have told you, if I would have came from the future, maybe, listen to this, maybe I have came from the future, and I'm in my normal future self body now in the past, but I don't know it. So who knows where we could have been or what we, it could be a lot worse, you know, so who knows? But if I would have told you a few years ago, whenever I first met you, let's say three, four years, three years ago, Hey dude, you're going to touch and interact with a million of people and you're going to be able to just give away whatever size mower you want. You're going to be able to do that for four different times, maybe even more. You're going to be able to help a lot of people. You're going to be able to give someone cash for this. You're going to be able to just do all this work for free. You would have, you would have probably thought that I was actively using drugs again. That's it's what you would have thought. There, there'd have been no way. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. I wouldn't have believed it at all. Well, the uh, big, the big lawn care guys just a few years ago is if you had a couple thousand subscribers, you were doing really, really well. And that's what I'm saying. This, this, we're growing. And people are wanting to see the Joe Rogan as style. I've called you the Joe Rogan of lawn care for a long time. I've reached out. Well, when you mean you got, like, you had like 800 subs when I first started talking to you. And I thought, oh, man, if I can just get, if I can just get to 800. That's so, and it's just so humbling to look at where, 
like where I where I went, where you where definitely where you are, where and it's just life takes us in these certain ways, and we don't really think, we don't really know, especially when we're struggling. Because I went through a, a hard season, and I know you've had these hard seasons in life where business oh, yeah. doesn't go the way you want, and that's what I want to portray to some of these guys out here that don't give up. Maybe you got to find your center. Maybe you got to take a step back. So what are these kind of stories? What's some of your stories when you're early in business and it's just, you're like, man, did I make the right choice? Should I do X, Y, or Z? Or, you know, do I need to go back to a factory? What, what do I need to do? You know, or do I keep, what, what's the move? What's some of your stories of struggle and strife? I mean, I, I've had that at every point in my business. I mean, I even have that now, which is really, really weird. Um, so like in the beginning, you know, coming from the factory life, steady stability paycheck that you're, you're depending on it. And yeah. before that, I worked at, you know, uh, Sonic. But the, the point is, I've been working and getting a payroll check up to the point of getting my business my whole life. And then having that structure taken out was, it was great when the money was flowing but it was rough when it wasn't. So like your first year, you just, you know, you go at it, you're excited. The, the money's flowing because it's summer. And then all of a sudden September yeah. and then the fall, and yeah. you slow down. And then January, February, it's just dead in the water and you're pulling your hair out. What did I do? Well, then the next year happens, you get to January, February and you're pulling your hair. You're like, why am I doing this still? Three, four, however many years until it takes you to figure out how to actually extend the season so you have more work, how to save money, how to, you know, not, uh, not overspend through the season and, you know, making correct investments at the right time of year. There's a lot of factors that come into play. And just having enough clientele built up takes a couple of years. That's hard to do. But some yeah, people... I mean, some if people do it overnight. Doing, there's really no no excuse nowadays for somebody. If you were to start up today, there's not a lot of excuse other than your emotional, personal emotional trauma and the things that hold you back. Because as far as knowledge, man, there's so many guys putting out yeah. awesome free content, and uh, you don't need uh, you know paid courses and stuff like that. Although I'm not saying don't buy a course. Because I am an advocate for buying courses. I've bought plenty of courses and they've helped me a lot. And it's really boosted me forward in business and the way I think and efficiency and working on systems. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, when I make a video, people don't see the back end of everything that goes into it. The, the thousands of dollars that we spend on the computers and the cameras and setting up um, systems that are automized so that we can have our, you know, not only our information, but as well for our editor you know, just everything coordinating correctly to work efficiently. Yeah. You know, that's something that, you know, the consistency on my YouTube channel dropped out. And right now we're getting everything prepped and lined up. And, you know, you're going to see something out of my channel that is just, I guarantee it'll blow everybody out of the water. Um, that's, what has, that's what happened before. Like crazy. And then, you know, with business, too, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that, like, this this is completely off topic, I guess, but it, it still falls into having a business. 
you need to have a moat around your business. So like, for me, anybody can cut a video, so it's like, what's my moat? But let's tie it back into, you know, a listener, maybe they have the lung business or whatever business they're in. You need to have a moat around your business because what gives you value over, you know, the next guy that's doing the neighbor's yard? So if you're cutting this yard and they're cutting that yard, they're cutting it for five or $10 cheaper. Right. What's your moat? What gives you um, your security on that property? What separates you be, from them? Yeah, it better be some good service and some good communication and consistency. I mean, people, if, if you want to look at just like one success hack in life, you don't have to have the best anything. You don't have to be, have, be the best long guy. You don't have to have the best YouTube channel. You don't have to be the best at anything you're doing. But if you want to have, if you want to have success in whatever you're doing, it needs to be consistent. Yeah. And so, not only consistently doing that thing, but consistently trying to make it a little better each time. It doesn't have to be drastically better. But it has to be a little better each time. One, I, I, one hundred percent, one. 100% agree. Like whenever I was first getting into business, I didn't come from a background that uh, taught business and taught things. So my mindset, I hate the word mindset, but my mindset was I ha I'm already starting behind, which is not a good headspace to go into anything. So I didn't have the confidence. But once I started having the confidence, I would, I, this is, you're able to blow up a $100,000 business within a year easily. As long as you got confidence and key, what separates you, what separates somebody else, what separated me was whenever I gained the confidence because I don't care. Anybody can cut grass. Like you're saying, anybody can cut grass. But when you sell the time back, are you going to be able to sell the time back and then the people's going to be able to utilize their time without seeing a guy dragging a broken ass mower around or a guy running around the yard or worried about something getting stolen or worried about if they're actually going to make it on time or make it here, make it there. So that was, that became a selling point because I thought this is going to bring me into my next topic because I thought it was all about having the nicest equipment, the nicest and got to do it this way. But really, as long as you get, people usually don't care. As long as tall grass gets shorter on a, in a, in the right time, for whatever you agree upon as long as as long as you do that you're selling time back to somebody else and you can make them feel comfortable with whatever you can go out there with a troy bill if you want to it don't really matter it's whatever however you can talk to your client make them feel comfortable it's confidence and comfort it's all it is selling time confidence and comfort so like i see a lot of guys talking thinking that they need the these big fancy mowers. Did you ever fall into that trap early on that you, you needed better equipment whenever you had exactly what you needed to get done? Of course that goes in with selling time as well, but you know, well, I think you always want something. You always want something right. nicer, better, newer, whatever. But the thing to realize is that the only difference between new and used is about two months. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, like, if you've got something that's really, really used, yeah, you're going to have some wear and tear on your parts and everything. But really, if you've got a mower, you're going to run through a lot of stuff and fix a lot of stuff. And then after that, it's going to be kind of relatively easy to fix those things on the fly. And the nonsense is going to calm down because you already fixed the major stuff. Yeah. But, you know, as far as, like, having new nice stuff, I mean, I, I had an 85 Chevy Silverado for years. I loved it and hated it. It was a great experience. Now I see it. I just saw it today for the first time in months, and this guy's driving it as his daily driver. 
And I'm like, oh man, I miss that truck. Yeah, but no doubt. When I had it, I had an insecurity for several years that somebody would look at it and think that I wasn't going to be able to perform the work. Right. And so you have to reposition yourself to make it to where that stuff doesn't matter. So for me, I just learned how to sell the jobs over the phone, and they never saw my equipment. And what was really cool is, like, after a while, I would start going to these jobs that I had scheduled, and I got lined up and everything. The clients never met me until I started working. So a lot of the times, they just thought I was some employee. Right. You know, they, eventually they'd text me and they'd be like, hey, man, your guy's not by. He did great today. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I'll let him know. That, you know, but that um, is good. I like that. I like that. Well, the other thing about doing communication that way, and it's different everywhere. If you're in a rural area, they probably want, you know, the talking more. And, uh, well, I hope I'm on the right place. Anyways, uh, they probably want the talking. You know, it builds rapport. You want some of that. But if you can kind of position your business so that you don't have to do that, and the communications over the phone or text or, you know, email, it kind of makes life easy in my opinion because when you're out working and you're doing production, you can be out working and doing production. Yeah. Because when you're a small company, you just got to get stuff done when it's work hours. Later after work, you can do all the communications and everything behind the scenes, and it, it makes life easy. So, you know, anyways, as far as that equipment goes, just the insecurities that we have, aren't what the customer has. Unless we show them that we're insecure, they're not going to have any feeling one way or another towards your equipment. As long as you keep it clean or cleanish. Like, I never even wash my truck. I would, like, slap new roll-on bed liner on it once a year and call it good. Yeah, and, most of the time I they probably don't care. Shades of rust when I got it. So, you know, just do what you can. You know, as far as, like, the mower's looking dirty... I power almost like once a year. I scrape the deck out every time I change the blades. But, you know, as far as like looking clean, I power wash it once a year. Uh, you know, I repainted when I power washed it and it went with something like that. But I wasn't worried about it looking dirty uh, because I use it. I work with it. I don't know, man. I've seen some people with their mowers and it looks like they go mudding with it. I never really had that problem, but. You know, I, I get cut in wet conditions, but a lot of the times I would just use a trimmer if it was too wet. Now you got to have common sense, not when to, knowing not to put ruts and stuff on a yard. Yeah, but, I've, I've, I've definitely dug so deep. I was using a walk-behind from one of my first times in a couple of springs ago, if you will, and I remember a, I got caught in a soft spot in the yard, and walk-behinds are heavy. They're great, uh, but they're heavy, and I could not it get it out. It was a hydro, yeah, and I just could not get it out. And it was like I just kept digging and digging. <laughs> like it was it was a really wet – I shouldn't have been on the yard, but I was so new in business. And I, it, I didn't just cut and run. I, I, I was honest with him, and I just came back, you know, fix it up. But the dude was just happy that I told him. He didn't really care. Most of the time, <laughs> what I come to find out, maybe it's different. It's different in different areas, but a lot of times some people just don't really – as long as the grass gets cut, they don't really care too much. Of course, everybody's I really different. Like those, uh, I really like those Toro belt drives. Some people hate them. I love them once you dial in the belts. It's like there's such a light machine that you never have to deal with that. But like my Xmark, man, that thing would cut some ruts in the yard if I wasn't careful. Right. So, you know, like 
from machine to machine, it's a little different sometimes. Yeah, that's still a big debate today for people who have uh, belt drive. It's not really a debate. Like, Hydro's locked it down. I I was real close to pulling the trigger a few weeks ago on a belt drive. Um, that was a pretty good deal. But the, the, the guy was just kind of, it's kind of weird, kind of sketching me out after, like, I would have had to drive a couple hours away, which is no problem. But it just, I got a bad vibe at the end of the day. And it was just like, eh, I'm just going to, I'm <laughs> I'm okay. You can just keep, you, you can go ahead and keep it. Cause I, I don't want to just have another project. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing. Does it work? Does it fit your needs? I guess that should be the first one. Does it fit your needs for your business? You know, um, cause my business doesn't look the same as anybody else's business. They might want to replicate mine or I might want to replicate somebody else's, but you know, you have, uh, environmental factors like gate sizes and stuff like that that come down to play. Um, you know, what type of properties, so if they're doing commercial or, you know, residential or, you know, smaller commercial or whatever, the type of grass even comes into play. So, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what state are you in right now? You still in Oklahoma? Uh-oh. I'm in Wichita, Kansas right now. Oh. So you're you're on the move. I am on the move. I've got to go to Heston tomorrow. Boy, we all over the place. That's how these podcasts go. Anyways, um, so Heston, Kansas tomorrow. Pick up the mower uh, first thing, and it's uh, six and a half, seven hours to St. Louis. I'm gonna stop and spend the night in St. Louis. I'm gonna go see Greg, and then from Good. there I'm shooting to. Uh, St. Louisville, Louisville. Okay. It's only like four hours from St. Louis. I'll do the mower giveaway. I'm going to eat dinner with the guy. Um, he said his mama's going to cook me some, some food. That's like, awesome. Right, Can't be rude. I'm going to have dinner with him. And then from there, I'm going to shoot out to Arkansas. Yeah. Somewhere in there, I'm going to find time to sleep. Uh, I'll probably get a place in, uh, you know, Louisville to, or, yeah, Louisville to sleep at night. And then take the last leg of the trip to Nashville, Arkansas. I'm going to do some power washing. I'm going to be down there for about two weeks. The goal is 24 power washing jobs. That way we can get those pre-scheduled up for the year because we got some big stuff coming. And, uh, like, we're going on tour later this year. And I've got to get just a bunch of stuff out of the way before I can go on that tour. What, why Nashville, Arkansas? It's the dirtiest, dirtiest concrete ever. <laughs> oh, okay. You're okay. There he is. Dude, I thought you just happened to drive through Nashville, Arkansas one day and was like, this is the dirtiest city I've ever seen. I'm going to come clean this joker up. It is filthy, but uh, nothing's ever been clean there. That's just Arkansas in general. You know, their, uh, their weather, like it's high humidity, a lot of rain. Um, this is just a southern states in general. They get a lot of... Uh, a lot of algaes and molds and stuff growing on their concrete. Yeah, no so, doubt. Um, so the tour. Yeah, then I'm going to spend there about two weeks, and then shoot back home. So. So the tour, you're going to do it. You're going to build up a bunch of content, of course, and then the tour. What's the point of the tour? Is that just like a hustler tour, or is that a juggernaut tour? No, absolutely not. So at this point, the tour is 100 percent uh, self sponsored so we don't have any sponsors for it so we'll be 
touring. This is where it gets cool that I have sponsorships for Juggernaut. Well, you know, I mean, I'll cut some regular videos mowing their lawns, but when it comes to, like, the tour, man, it's expensive. I mean, you're going to have gas, you're going to have places to stay. Uh, I had to invest in a truck yeah. to make that happen because, you know, I'm taking my family, so I don't want to break down on the road. Last year, I was all over the place, from state to state. You know, I went down to Arkansas, up to Kansas, uh, shot all over Oklahoma doing jobs. So, you know, I want a re reliable vehicle if I'm taking my family, though. And then, you know, we had to buy a camper, so we got a place to stay when we're on the road. Um, I had to, you know, when I got the truck, I got the flatbed on it. And then I just had a, um, basically a cage welded around my flatbed with a ramp put on the side. So the ramp comes down the side. That way I can pull a mower on take it off whether I have the camper on or not so if I see something I want to cut on the side of the road just park boom go to work or drop Rachel and Madison off to um, you know drop them off at a uh, RV park or something and then yeah campground and then I'll go to work doing what I got to do so basically if we get a sponsor I'm committing two projects a week to them so you're you're actively taking on alternate partnership because you you already you already got a deal worked out with Hustler, so how does that work for someone who, you know, you know you know I don't I don't know anything about it. It's the cool thing is I've got the sponsorship with Hustler for Lawn Care Juggernaut, so I have to shoot all of the content ahead of time before I go on the road, and then when we go on the road, I'm gonna tour as the Boring Channel. Oh, okay, and. You know, it's just whatever. That's where the videos are going to go live, which is perfect because I can announce it in real time and I can be like, hey, just want to let you guys know we're in Atlanta, Georgia. Next you know, next week we're going to be in North Carolina at whatever place. And then we can do meetups on the road and stuff. So I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that that is that's truly a blessing that you're able to do it. Like whenever you uh, whenever you get people. Well, I'm going to go to this. You just posted something on Instagram. The other day, that you had adding an addition to your family. Let's forget all this uh, nonsense business stuff. The most important thing is congratulations on your wife being pregnant. That is truly a blessing, and that, that's so amazing. When I see it now, I'm so happy to see that because I, I know you, and your life is already going in a, in a direction that's positive. And to add on top of it. Your your another another blessings on it. It's it's just truly, truly a a a great thing to see on the on the crazy internets today. So congratulations. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we're excited. We've been trying for years. You know, we've got Madison, but uh, she'll be eight this year, and we've we've been trying like crazy. And we thought it, you know, well there must be something wrong with us because it wasn't happening. And that's just the Lord's plan, man. Things happen when they're supposed to happen. So, you know. Um, yeah, 100%. I 100% agree. I'm worried at the same time. You know, like, I don't know how far is too far for kids being spread apart. Like, my brother and I were only three years apart. So, yeah. You know, I want them to fight too much and stuff like that. But at this point, we're committed. So, you know, <laughs> she's still early on. So, we're, you know, we're still in the worrying phase of, you right. know, is there going to be character or anything like that but um it is it is very exciting yeah that that's true i'd like i i wish a 
you know, I just imagine your wife's reaction to to all that. I mean, that that had to have been I had to have been awesome. Just like, but now you're going on this tour. It's just a bunch of blessings heaped upon you at one time to where you got to be walking on cloud nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the tour. I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse. We're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Right. Um, you know, like just being away with your family, just being able to take your family on a on a road trip. That's that's gonna be awesome. Well, yeah, that's the cool thing is like I wanted to take the family on a trip, but I also wanted to work and make videos. And I, you know, I had this thing where I started going and cutting. You know, I did power washing in Arkansas, and then I came up to like Wichita because I want to help my grandparents out. And um, you know, then I went to you know, cut some lawns with um, Top Notch here in Wichita. I like that guy. And I was like, you know, it'd be really, really cool to go on the road and do this stuff. And then that just evolved and snowballed into me actually putting it into place. So, you know, it was been a lot of planning, a lot of things to knock out. It's finally playing out. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot that we've had to invest so far. Um, it's a lot that we're going to have to put out on the road and you know we don't we we don't have our our lawn care company anymore i i mean we have it but i gave my clients to two of my friends yeah and i was able to go full time which is cool because it allows me to now travel and stuff because my work is mobile youtube i can do anywhere so you know it's a blessing I just have to see how it's going to play out. I mean, I know it's going to be expensive. That's the part I'm scared about. Other than that, it's going to be great. I'm going to spend time with the family. We're firing up a vlog channel. We're going to, you know, talk about where we're going, what we're doing, you know, all that stuff. I'll spend three to four days working, three to four days with the family, just however it balances out. One day a week is going to be driving. So I guess it'll be like three and three, um, and then one day of driving. We'll go uh, one week in each state. We'll try to find – uh, one or two places to stay and that way we can you know work around what we want to do as a family but yeah we've kind of loosely have the timeline we don't have the cities locked in yet yeah ashland kentucky is always always open and, and there there's plenty of <laughs> plenty of nonsense around here to clean and mow you know it's i look at a family is the most important structure and you know that's why we start businesses anyway you know, we're happy, I guess, as let's say we're, let's say we were just single, boring men. Right. There's nothing wrong with staying at a factory, being a welder, making 20 bucks an hour. But when you have a family like. Was that your incentive to start a business was to just be able to provide for your family, be able to, uh, to spend more time with your children? Right. I'm sure your girls. No, no what? Uh, I started. I started out of necessity. To oh, okay. Just I I need something and I need it now. It's got to happen. And you know I I was looking for jobs, and our when we went from Kansas to Oklahoma into Tulsa, the cost of living was a lot higher. Mm. Yeah. Well, Rachel's got Crohn's. She's got accustomed to staying home. It's one of those things that I always put priority because if she has a flare up, she's very uncomfortable. She's in a place that, you know, it, it's just um a rough thing for her to be in public if she's having that kind of issue yeah and nothing wrong wrong with that i kayla stays home too kayla stays home too so like i love it that's my goal me that was that was a goal for me and you know it was it made it much more difficult like 
you know, you'll see friends that just take off like a rocket because they've got dual incomes and then they can invest more into the business and stuff. And you're paying all of the household bills and yep. it just makes it a little more difficult. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means it slows the process down. And that's just part of it. You know, you got to you got to assess what your personal goals are. And for me, keeping Rachel at home, if she chose to, was a priority for me. If she ever wanted to go to work, she was more than welcome. But if she wanted to stay at home, I wanted to make sure she was comfortable. And then once Madison came along, I wanted her at home. Now, Rachel tried to convince me that she wanted jobs here and there because she was worried about money and she saw me struggling. And I'm like, all right, does it come down to that? Or is it because, you know, because, you know, if you want to break it down, the cost of daycare and everything else is really expensive. I said, if you want a job, sure. If you don't, then don't worry about it. I will make it happen. But, you know, when we started the business, I came down to Tulsa, was working with a contractor. She basically closed shop and, I wasn't making 18 something an hour anymore. And I'm going, Oh man, what do I do now? Cause I, I took that job so that I could get my wife close to her family down in Tulsa. You know, um, my wife was going through a lot of struggles when we first got married. She was actually uh, suicidal at the time. And I was really worried if we didn't go to Tulsa, I was going to lose my wife. Yeah. So that's a big reason why we went to Tulsa and and I think it's a blessing. Ultimately, it played out to be the best thing in my life. But, you know, with starting the business, I was in that spot where I didn't have a job at all. And I go, well, what, do I, what am I going to do? And we had this ice storm. Limbs came down. I went out and I cut with this other contractor that was cleaning up on apartment complexes. I cut all day and I didn't make much money and, you know, he didn't pay for two or three weeks. And I'm, I called my dad and I'm like, what do I do? I'm, I'm, I'm scared, dad. Right. Rachel's pregnant. Uh, I don't have a job right now. I, you know, like I literally thought I had made a huge mistake because six months before that I was at my factory job, had awesome insurance. Everything was, it was just no worries when it came to the like finances and stuff it was it was gonna be all right right but uh let's do a part two i'll give you a call on the phone tomorrow and we'll dig into this more i okay. just showed it to my grandparents house oh i didn't know you were, i thought you were driving all night long that's my fault okay yeah no, we'll do right, we'll do a part two okay let's see Come say right. hi, grandma. <laughs> make sure you didn't fall asleep in the truck no we got grandma on the show Hello, Grandma. How are you doing? I'm so happy. I'm happy. <laughs> That's awesome. It's truly a blessing. I can't wait till he sees what I did in the garden. We got Sorry, the long hair jug. We'll see you. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We're going to come back for a part two. I appreciate you guys joining in. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit all the buttons. You guys know what it is. Juggernaut's going to hang out with Grandma. We're going to end the show. Hit all the buttons. Check the links below. We're going to pick up where we left off later on. Peace. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. See ya.